podcast today. Alexandria, uh, yeah. let, let, let me introduce um, who's on the other side of this brand new board. Her name is Alexandria Thomas, um, or according to her very deserving diversity and inclusion <laughs> leadership award for her work at Neighborhood Properties, Alexandra Hollins. Yay! <laughs> Yay me! Is that how they, is that how your did I correctly say how your name was misspelled on your award? Alexandra Holland. That's correct. Holland. Alexandra Thomas Holland. 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 Um, you, you you're new to the podcast here. It's been a while since we've spoken. You're coming through a brand new board. How does it feel? Um, it's, does it, I mean, it, it feels the same. How does it feel for you? I mean, I guess the question should be, how does it feel for you? Uh, it's a, it's, it's cleaner in here. It's, it's clean. Cause the board is oh, like, less stuff. Yeah. It's like half the size of the other one. You can, you can see it when you, when you pop in over here. Josh shared a picture. Um, yeah. I don't think it was in your studio. I think it was in another one, but, um, I did see that there was a new board and I was like, Ooh, that looks fair. It looks like a DJ booth. A little bit, yeah. It looks like a mixing board, and uh, it's neat. It, it can be personalized for all the settings of people who come in here, which is kind of nice. Like, don't you wish your car was like that? Like, if Thomas <laughs> drives your car and he moves the seat all around, you could hit a button to put it back how, to how you're sitting? You know what it reminds me of? You remember um, the music videos back in the day in Linkin Park had that one guy who played that little thing where yeah. you go, doom, doom, doom. It looks like that. Forget, I, I, it was the Asian DJ. Uh, the, I, I, huh? Forget what his name is. And, and I that's don't know gonna, either. It's going to bother me about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, hey, I'm going to throw something at you real fast, but I also okay. want to, uh, I want you to talk about Monday. Um, mm-hmm. We we have talked about how uh, there is not a lot of uh, emotional dialogue in, in my family. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of dialogue at all. Paul, although Paul getting a new car is not exactly news, but mm-hmm. uh, they did plan another trip for Disney the day Phoenix graduates fifth grade. Good job, yay Phoenix. Phoenix! Well done. Noelle will have been to Disney more times than I have in my entire life, and she's only two. <laughs> same, same. My point was um, last night. Uh, my dad was cleaning up, getting his stuff ready to leave this morning. And I said, Dad, last chance. Like, you want to take this thing with you? The the, the glass award that, that I got. He said, that's yours, and I'm very proud of you. Oh, um, that's so nice. And then this morning, I was calling him to see where he was on the road. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, and he said this for you, a very nice group of friends. I'm, I'm glad they're there for you. Um, and I, I, I don't know why I didn't remember this as clearly as last night, but... He said something to the effect of, like, keep doing what you're doing there. I'm, I'm very proud. That's so nice. I mean, if I could have, I know that you're, you're basically a small family of men. It's the three of you that you talk about most as, as far as, like, blood relatives. I mean, I'm not referring to, I mean, I know there's Noel and Phoenix and those are four of you. The four, you know what I'm and Tracy, you know where I'm getting at. I, I, all the women died. <laughs> I'm trying to say it eloquently, but I, I understand the like lack of emotion or lack of uh, I, don't, I don't even want to say meaningful conversation because I believe you have those, but you know what I mean. And so, if I could have, when I knew this was coming, the first thing I wanted was for Barry to be there because I feel like you don't have as many opportunities 
for him to see you that way. And it was just as much for him as it was for you. You were absolutely deserving of the acknowledgement and the recognition, but I wanted your dad to see you have that because I don't think you get to have that that often. And I could, I mean, it could not, I could not be happier that that was his response. It was, and him being here was entirely your idea. A little mm-hmm. bit of Bethany's, but she's not here right now. So it was entirely your idea. <laughs> so you you should take all the credit. And it, I get what you were trying to say, but I also want to make something very clear um, because it's just like the, the, the three guys, like we're the core of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Me, my dad, me, my dad, and Paul. Um, the lack of like intimate, really forthcoming dialogue is not a men thing. It's a it's a Weisberg thing. It's a family oh, thing. Oh, fair. Like it, 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 none of that happened with my mom either. So, got it. Um, even though she told everybody in that room that I was available anytime oh, that you God, you I need me, um, it was Alexandria's day on. Oh, on Monday it was not. It was diversity yours. and inclusion leadership award with neighbor. And it was not not mine. Although Mike did tell me today, he said. There was a lot of talk about my moving speech, which yeah, I good. I did aim for that, um, but I, again, I don't need that thing or what is nice. Like I was, I was happier, arguably, for for you to have my dad there and to see some good people, to get the mental health community together. But when you were like, I felt like I was getting drafted. Like the thing was, it was it was your day. It was really your day, at least as far as that table of ours was concerned. So congratulations. Thank you. It it, it was. It was a shock to me when I found out I was getting that award. I mean, truly, you were there that day. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, what did you just say? Because I like my entire intention for that ceremony was for you to have that moment, right? And I didn't think of myself. And that I mean, I'm not trying to be like, outrageously humble. It's just I never would have imagined me getting that award. And what a lot of people don't know is um, when I learned about it, it's actually from my community work, not as much from my neighborhood properties work. So it's for the suicide prevention um, trainings, the numerous mental health first aid trainings, the numerous like presentations on mental health services and working with the barbers and working with the violence interrupters and working with the city and all of those things. So I, I had to like I was grateful, but it was almost, and I'm try. I try not to let like imposter syndrome set in, but I didn't understand at first. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Because there's re- there's people out here doing fantastic DEI work. It's in their literal title, like the director of belonging, the director of access and in- inclusion. I am not that, and so I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was genuinely surprised. And there were people that had to kind of work with me to understand why I too was deserving. So by the time, you know, the ceremony came around, I was just, and I am a, um, I think I said this, maybe I said this to you yesterday, or I said it to someone else. I'm a recovered people pleaser. And so when, you know, after the video, and when Mike announced my name, and everybody just kind of I feel like everyone erupted and I was like, <gasps> your table, the MPI people were like treating it like it was an NBA finals game. I was just, 
it, it was so it felt it re, that's truly what it felt like that's a great example I felt like I was in the draft and I had just gotten called up as the number one draft pick it was and it 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 was really great it was it was really nice and then I was so nervous I essentially blacked out I don't really know what I said um oh thank you oh okay cool we'll all right hi Dana uh, <laughs> Alex says hi. How did you know that was? How did you know that was Dana? I recognize her voice. Got it. Dana says hi. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. I, so I was I was nervous. Uh, one second. You did a great oh. job. Yeah, and oh. you didn't did, did you didn't write a speech? Did you prepare any notes or anything? I did write a speech. I just didn't bring it, and so I I pretty much hit every point, like every talking point of a. Well, not everyone will have a diagnosis. We all will experience a challenge, a mental or emotional challenge. And, you know, thanking my family and acknowledging all of the hard, like all of the work they do to lift me up to continue to do what I do. I didn't thank you. I feel like I should have. Like, I, that was the other piece where I'm like, I, you know what I mean? Not necessary. I didn't even think about that. But, um, um, yeah, it, it was... And then I somehow got on the subject of being a transplant to Toledo, and I didn't plan that at all. So, yeah. Uh, that is where we are linked in mm-hmm. an interesting way that you and I probably overlook too often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, when you were talking about doing all the mental health trainings, the barbershops, and the hundreds, if not thousands of people you have guided, um, mm-hmm. let me... Hold on, Ashley's getting back. Sorry. Uh, okay, cool. Um, we're buying stuff from Ashley's hotel. Sorry. <gasps> Did that happen already? Yeah. Do you need any mirrors, irons, microwaves, or mini fridges? Yeah, I need to. Is it is it happening right now? Yeah, I. Uh, Shoot, I, I need can, to go. I can send you some pictures of the things I saw. Uh, but to to my to my point, I will tell you something that people tell me, and I included it in my my talk the other day, in my speech. Um, do you know how many lives you have likely saved, uh, also at least helped, improved, changed, altered? Because those people taking your words out to the people that they touch, I mean, it is likely in an unquantifiable amount of people that you have helped, perhaps unknowingly. So I, I think that's something that I need to work on, which ironically, and you've attended like one or two of my they're not classes, but like one of my sessions before or the, you know, I do say that I do say, you know, for those of you that received something today, please take that and share it and tell someone else and encourage them to participate, send them my way, get them to sign up, do those things. I say that every single time. That is my goal. But the me being able to think that far. I mean, it's some of it is absolutely, I don't want to use imposter syndrome because that's becoming a buzzword, but you yes, know what I mean? Yes, it, it is. Take, it's it, a, and it's annoying. We're never using that on this podcast. But you get again. what I'm saying. Okay. Yes. But you get what I'm saying. Um, so I need to do some more work around, around that. Cause it's yeah. Anyway. Um, but that's, that's always been my goal to, to impact people. And again, because you don't see it, it's hard to right. grasp. So I don't give you um, any grief for it at all, but seeing as you brought it up and it is part of that award, um, I wanted to put it 
in your face in a very aggressive way because again <laughs> I I, I th- that's why like I made sure to say look I'm I don't intend to come off arrogant when I say I know I've saved lives like that's mm-hmm. why that's why we do this and I don't even think um when you say you want people when you're when you're doing the, the lessons the classes the training um you're suggesting that people take this out in the community um you're you're like that's a suggestion, but just by being there and, and sharing mm-hmm. these things and the slides and explaining them, they're going to take it out regardless if you suggest that they do it or not. And and that in itself is life-saving to many people. Yeah. Yeah. And I really do love it. I mean, I love I, the last mental health first aid that I did. I had like a mother daughter duo that came and I, you know, normally I'm like, okay, what organization are you with? And they're like, oh, I'm not. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And I, so what brought you here? Oh, I just saw the I saw the post and I really wanted to learn so that I could, you know, help people when if I if I ever need to. And I'm like, you're joking. I was so excited that that moment happened. I wish, you know, and I wish that for a lot more people in the future in in our community. I found a really fun website last night, neil.fun. Uh it allows you to <laughs> select um a type of material uh, in the universe, mm. iron, gold, uh, a comet. Uh, you can select its size, how fast, and then the, the the degree in which it would travel, which I don't quite grasp. And Alex and I were having fun last night. Basically, we were creating an apocalypse, Armageddon, and annihilating um, humanity because you can take that thing, uh, create the size and everything, uh, customize it, and then pick on Earth where you want it to hit. And then you get to see how many people die, how big the crater is, how big the tsunami is. It's freaking incredible. So first of all, you're a hot mess. As soon as I saw that, first <laughs> the very first thing I did was I um, sent a me- like I dropped a meteor on your place. So I, I literally went and then I was going to screenshot it to you, but I was like, dang it, I made it too big. The crater is too big that you can't clearly see that I, that I dropped it flat on your house. But so I didn't send it to you. But then my very, my following thought, and I was going to text it to you was like, whatever you do, don't put it on the internet, Eric, don't put it on the internet. And what do I do? I go to Facebook and you put it on the internet. I'm like, don't, don't tell people that you want to annihilate population you're gonna end up on like a on a mug shot since we since the the very first appearance well not excluding the credit scene in avengers mm-hmm. from the very first appearance of thanos there on after i guess when josh brolin took over the character i i have said this guy gets it mm-hmm. this guy gets it there are too many people out there not enough contributing in a good way. So, look, la- la- posting a- an annihilating meteor uh, on my Facebook page is not going to be the first time where I have said, a lot of you need to go. No, but it was pretty funny. I mean, I was I was like, don't do it, Eric. And then as soon as I look onto, like, face, I think I'm going to, like, sit on the toilet or something. And there you are, like, sharing it. Like, well, this is fun. And then who's the first comment? Todd. Right? <laughs> Another science which geek. We, which we love, Todd Crail. So. Um, we went to El Viejo last night, and we just have to stop when my dad is in town going to Mexican restaurants. You Please. will get a kinder comment from everyone at that table besides me, one of which was uh, Miss Holland on the other end of this microphone, right? 
Well, it wasn't necessary. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you were wrong. I feel like if there were no other like external circumstances outside of our own table, then I would agree with you. But it was to me, that restaurant was chaos. It was, it was it's very obvious that it's like a popular after work grab a couple margaritas and kick it spot compared to like, let's go have a nice Mexican meal. So it was so loud. We just so happened to be right in front of a table. It started off as a table of six and then somehow ended as a table of like 22, which I'm like, how is that even right? Like, how do you sit down and tell someone like, hey, yeah, we're just expecting six. And then you just let all your friends and family trickle in after that. Like that makes no sense to me. And then you still have the same waiter. So it was just chaotic. And then like the service for us was a little bit questionable and that he was kind of forgetful and we got our drinks, but we didn't even get our orders taken for another like 25 minutes and weird. But the table behind us seemed to also have issues with their waiter, but they were like very aggressive about it right to his face. They're like, dude, where is my fucking drink? I said, where's my, no, just bring me my drink. And like, then there was a whole argument. Like I, I pay attention to my surroundings a lot. I love Barry. I paid lots of attention to Barry. And I really like Belinda, by the way. I do, I, I really like Belinda. I was like, I like her. So anyway, love Barry and Belinda, but I was absolutely looking at the argument that was going on up by the register. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And listening to what was happening behind me. And I felt so bad for that poor guy. You were telling me when I was getting that icy glare on my face, you were giving me the, the like, mom to kid, don't you dare. Um, you're fix giving- it. Like, you're not wrong, but fix your face in this situation. And I, well, I was briefly upset w- with him right. um, because there was another, there was a couple that sat down well after us. And right. they, they got their food, and we hadn't even ordered. Now, I get two people is is easier than six, I guess. Um, and, and But then I, I shifted. Like, I didn't blame that guy because he looked super stressed. Thank, and thanks mm-hmm. to the, the younger kid for, for literally running around. And mm-hmm. and I, this is the case everywhere. I, I blame um, the the manager or, or the owner for putting these people in that position. Uh, and I get it. It's Taco Tuesday. Um, and you described it perfectly. It is not like necessarily a nice Mexican meal place. And I, I don't know, maybe they're still getting their sea legs from going from food truck to restaurant, but it was, oh, is that uh, what happened? They, they were, a, they were like the, one of the best Mexican food trucks. And oh, I didn't know that. since that San Marcos had been closed, they, they popped in there. So maybe they're still getting their sea legs. Um, yeah. when, when I, uh, arose out of my chair, were you in, were you, were you concerned no, because I, I mean, I don't expect you to be like mean at all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't expect you. No, like I don't expect that from you. I wasn't really concerned. No, I was a little bit more concerned with how you, I don't know if you noticed, but Barry got up out of his chair to try to pay for the meal. Yeah. Thank you for dinner, Barry, you sweetheart, for to try to pay for the meal. And the guy didn't understand what was happening. And he was coming off of the heels of just getting yelled at by the other table and so Barry's like put his card in his kind of in his face and he's like I don't know who you are I don't know what you want yeah. and then he explained I'm from this table and the guy was like oh right okay yeah, yeah I, so, I, felt, I felt bad for him um yeah because you know the the <coughs> excuse me managers or owners can't put people in that situation because then you've got somebody like me who's probably not gonna go 
back because what I got was I think called the Berea pizza. Yeah. Um, it was fine. Like it was a. And I tried some of yours and some of Josh and Belinda's. It, it, it was fine. Like it was not as good mm-hmm. as I had read and the way people were lauding it. It was a solid Mexican meal. It was nothing more than that. I would have liked it. So what it was, what we got was kind of like a large quesadilla filled with like brisket or mm-hmm. uh, like a roast beef and, and a bit of some spicy. So I would have liked it. It was a little crispier. It was fine. But all things considered, you know, I didn't, I got no reason to go back and, I noticed when I had uh, gotten up and then came back, the table behind us looked at me. Did they? Yeah. Or they, maybe they recognized you? No. I'm sure. Now, I, now I, the table behind us, with the, the party. with the, the table, I know it. They I know it. They didn't know who the hell I was. I'm sure maybe, they did. Maybe if I was on the juice. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> now I did drop my napkin that was on the floor and maybe it was that, but it was, uh, you described it perfectly. It was a, chaotic night um i would go for like lunch i mean i would go if i was having like a working lunch or if i was going to meet somebody on my lunch break i mean i and i've been there before let me tell you why i think that's a terrible idea why because you're you're on a clock you've got a time limit on a lunch break and nobody pays attention to how long you leave for lunch all right well i'm putting this out there for everybody else okay Uh, and you might not have the speediest service so yeah, yeah. Luckily, I don't. You know, not to say I abuse my lunch time, but they we really don't pay attention to how long somebody leaves for lunch, as long as it's not like two hours. Um, I'm glad you. And again, thank you so much for uh, telling me to have my dad come out here. He enjoyed, oh, that was great. He enjoyed his time. A uh, lot, a lot of dog interaction. Um, he I, lit up when I asked about Noel. That was sweet. Yeah, she doesn't like him at all. And then I know. Apparently, she told you, like, she doesn't like anybody but Tracy. So, right, like, right. But he seemed, even, even like, when I asked about Noel, it was like, oh, you mean Noel? And I'm like, yes, tell me about Noel. You know, and because your dad has, like, a resting frown face. Um, it's like a Philadelphia in, thing. It, it's funny. Um, but like when we, when I asked about Noel, like he's like smiling and he, I mean, he is animated and really funny and very talkative, but, um, you could just tell he was enjoying telling stories about Noel. I found that funny when he told me, um, that, yeah, the only time she talks to him is when, when he leaves and she says, bye, <laughs> as if she's done with him. Get out, bitch. <laughs> and speaking of like complete annihilation he he describes this during dinner when she goes to daycare for the first time next month it's go Ugh. it's going to be national news and it will be <laughs> a, a full-on crisis so. but you know what there will be so much growth after that because daycare really does it's that forced socialization and a lot of kids especially noelle's age like that's where they learn some of their speech from other kids from their speech so yeah. um I mean, once they get through that hump of her, I mean, I never liked daycare though. I do remember like hating that, but you know, whatever. That whole family as is is a petri dish. Uh, <laughs> they are they are sick more often they are than they are healthy, and Ugh. I mean, she's either going to go in there with like an ironclad immune system, or she's going to deal with new bacteria that just eats her up. Yeah, you know, um, it, it builds character. Yeah, yeah, with the with the immune system. Uh, for a couple of years now, I have 
I have like said it on on the air and, and here and and yesterday everybody else finally got to see who the hell this boxer Eric has been talking about for so long, Jared Anderson. Mm-hmm. I see? saw there was like a press conference, right? Yeah. And they uh, they offered me the opportunity to chat with him yesterday to get him on the podcast. Nice. nice. But I did not want to um, take away from my dad time. Although when I was talking to Amy from the city today, I was like, you know. It's a sports thing. I could have brought him with me to the press conference, but they'll get him for us um, next month as the fight gets closer. And you know all too well all the things I don't want to do. I want to go to this fight. Uh, can I go? Like, who are you going to go with? Do you? Because I know, like, you have your people that you do things with. Is it going to be like Vinny? No, no. Or like uh, Proctor? No, 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 no. Um, me. Well, here's the thing. I I can I can give you ten guesses. Um, I'll give you five guesses because I'll give you a good hint. The person that I spoke to going with was in the room on Monday, and I haven't ruled it out. Was in the Jaden? Nope. In the room. On That's Monday? one guess. Yep, in the room on Monday. Okay, and at your table. You're only getting one hint. Who did you? Erica. Erica. No, but that's a good guess. Um, okay, so I guess Jaden, I guess Erica. Who else was in that room that you would be like friendly enough with to go? Not Mike. No, but that's also a good guess. He and I uh, text basketball a lot now. I love Mike. Um, uh, so... You have gone uh, with black people. Um, <laughs> Not that, intentionally. Right. That has nothing to do with the fact that... Michael Hart. No. <laughs> I, that doesn't even count as a guess. Uh, <laughs> this is a person of color, but not black. Who was there? It's a person of color, but not black, that I know you would spend time with. It Like, it... Get, Why I, is it? Ironically, uh, this person has partied with Vinny before. Why is this throwing me off? I feel <gasps> Deb Flores. Yup. I want to go. First um, of all, I'm so, not. No, I'm not going to piggyback on your social outings. So, um, his mom, Jared's mom, worked at the Zeph Center, and Deb said, "Yes." And Deb is the CEO there. She said, mm-hmm. and, and she. He, she said she was a big loss, too. Um, so, and he's worn Zeph Center things on his trunks and attire uh, mm-hmm. in the ring before. So, he, he all the stuff yesterday about his his love for Toledo is, is legit. And he made this fight happen here. Um, yeah, so I texted Deb last week. I, I had been waiting. I was like, can I be in your suite for the fight? And she's wow. like, what are you talking about? I was like... Tell me you're not, that's not the thing. She's like, not at all. Um, So I said, all right, I'll I'll get to work on this. Um, I had to check the date. Mm -hmm. And July 1st is is a very important date. In fact, I was going to ask you to be a part of something anyway. But we might write, we might write, we might run into, um, Tommy might not be too pleased with it. Because it's not a car ride to Philadelphia. But Matt and Melissa are um, having a wedding party that day. They're getting married? 
Yes. But wow. the party is the bigger deal than I think whatever is before. They're having it at uh, someplace downtown. And when I confirm the dates, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I might have Italian bowl or or fight responsibilities. So Matt was understanding. And I was probably only going to pop in anyway. And I was either, well, I was likely going to... I was just trying to figure it out. And July still feels like eight months away. But I was going to ask if you wanted to do that. And But now we can maybe do that and then go into the fight. Well, fights are always late. Right. I, that would be great. I mean, that, no, I don't think that he would. I mean, because we're in town. I don't think he, he might want to go to the fight. So it might be where we like do that. And then we, you know what I mean? We, I don't know. But it's, yeah, that would, that, oh, that's nice. A little wedding celebration. Do you know, you don't know where at? I, I can't tell. I don't want to put that on the air. Oh, do I know where it's at? Yes. Uh, you know the place, but you don't know where. Um, okay. will, will Thomas have an issue with this? No. Okay. Because I know, Matt, it's not like I'm right. your plus one to people that I don't know. Right. And it's really just a, a going out kind of. It's no different. Matt texts me every now and then. Good. Good, good, good. So I, I am, I, I keep like trying to check myself. Yeah. Like looking in the mirror and going, are you okay? Like, are you sure you want to do this? But I, and I think, I hope I, that we can get Jared to come here. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to totally fangirl over him. Um, because, again, like I put on Facebook today, I grew up when boxing, it wasn't like Muhammad Ali, but it was the 80s. And it, like, mm-hmm. where Mike Tyson whooped everybody's ass. He was It was a, a bigger deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now there are no, like, heavyweight champion of the world mm-hmm. doesn't ring like it once did. I agree um, with that. And I, since I have learned of Jared, I have hoped that he could be the person that brings that back. And it was great to see during the press conference yesterday, the the promoter guy who is a legendary promoter was like, Jared gets that this is also, this is a TV product. This is entertainment. Um, and I'm hoping he's the guy that can get people to watch heavyweight fights again and maybe pull some UFC people back to boxing and get people who live here to go, holy shit, we are a boxing town, and to get people nationally to go, wow, Toledo is like the heartbeat of boxing in this country. Because we, we can be. You know, there's, I feel like there's not a, for people that don't watch boxing, having to name a couple boxers, you're only going to get the old ones. You're only going to yeah. get the Mike Tysons and the George Foremans and what, Evander Holyfield? So you're going to get those, like you're going to get the old ones. Like boxers nowadays are not going to get a deal with Cousinart to have a George, like a, a panini grill, you know, when they're, yeah. when they're retired. Like it's not, it's just not something that's as big as it was. I agree with that 100%. I mean, it's not even, there will be major fights that will happen and I will be somewhere and wonder why there's so many people or why there's like, what's all this energy? And it's like, oh, there's a fight. I didn't even know about it. You know, I'm like, right. oh, Okay. But I know about other big sporting events. I know about the World Cup. I know when that's happened. Well, that's only every few years. But you know what I mean. Like, I know when there's major basketball tournaments and stuff going on. March Madness, whatever. So when we get close to July 1st, you you got to make me think of this day. And you're going to say, you were, you were all in. So let's go. And This is great. Because then I have to wear something that's cute enough to go to, like, a wedding party. But then also to a fight. The, exciting 
yeah, uh, the last thing that we had, like, the, we we had a Robert Easter Easter fight here, and I did not go, but mm-hmm. um, I I don't think anything was wrong in or with the crowd, but mm-hmm. it certainly like wasn't a hockey crowd. Like you, you had different people <laughs> downtown that might not or m- might not normally be in, in a thing like that. But we don't have we don't have those things. So we, we this have, fight is at it's at the Huntington Center. Yep. Yep, yep, Ooh, yep. can we get the fat people seats? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. So far as I know, there's no sitting during these things anyway. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, anything else? Are we, are we done? Good to have you back on. So I do. I don't think I've had a chance to really talk to you about my house update. <laughs> in that I don't have one. We <laughs> And that's the update. We'll be back next time. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious what you think about this. Like we really had a moment where we had to figure out what we wanted to do. I mean, our rent is so expensive that it's like managing this for a short period of time is going to take away our opportunity to even pay down payments. You know what I mean? Like it's going to eat away at what we, ha- it's just unsustainable. And without, we've been looking since February. So, you know, while there's, while we could reasonably say we might find a home in July, we might just as well not get accepted until August and having to pay almost $2,000 up to that point is insane to me. So, you know, Thomas and I were back and forth about it. And I even called my realtor and I was like, do I just sign another lease? Do I sign another lease and do whatever work I have to do to get myself into a conventional loan. Like I need an honest answer here. Like I don't, you know what I mean? And it was, it was, and I ended up talking myself into the answer. So we are going to sign another lease, but we are not going to stop looking. We are going to source the money for the lease break fee because the lease break fee is like a couple thousand, like 2,500, maybe uh, closer to 3000. But like, if you add up how much it is to go month to month, like we would, our month-to-month fee would cover that cost in like three months. You know what I mean? All- like the extra money we're putting to be month-to-month would total that amount of money very quickly. All I want is for you to say, I remember you talking to us about this before. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I had suge- like, Did you? In the beginning of this. I don't remember. Y- yeah, the beginning of this. I had one of the many things I threw by you was sometimes the, when you do the math, the lease break fee is not as bad as what you wind up paying. And you have now fallen upon that. So, you yeah, I, I, I absolutely endorse this idea. So the only thing that like ticks me off is because the lease break fee is the same. So if we were to sign a six month lease or an 18 month lease, the lease break fee is the same. And so I said, fuck it. Sign me up for a long-term 12 to, to right. 14 month lease. They now only have eight month leases available. Nobody gets to sign a 12 month lease. <laughs> like, I'm like, great. <laughs> like what? Wait, hold. so if a new person came in, they can't do 12 months? I think so. My only renewal proposal is for eight months. Odd. Odd. I know. But it just... So anyway, so that's what's happening. And I like, I'm so chill about it that everyone's like, what's going on with that? You know, did you get the house? And I'm like, what house? Right. Like, oh, no, that one. No, I didn't. No, but I have a lease break <laughs> fee I want to tell you about. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the update. Thanks all of those who all of those of you who are invested. 
Uh, many people are. I mean, this oh. this has been this is not a ten episode series on Netflix. This is like twenty four episodes, old school style, on ABC every week. We need to have a party, a big party when I move. Oh, last thing. Yes. You've enjoyed the night agent. I love the night agent. It's I mean it's it's like. And I did start The Diplomat, and I kind of like it, but I haven't gone as far as I have on The Night Agent. But The Night Agent makes me want to stay up past my bedtime. I mean, I don't, and I'm not going to because sleep is life. But um, it's exciting. I've enjoyed it. I have a couple episodes left. Um, They're not great actors. You know what? I have resolved myself to I'm a basic bitch, and so I need some sort of like I have a hard time watching a show when there is no romantic something for me to invest myself into. Like when there's no lead up to like a romantic, do they like each other? Do they not like each other? Are they going to bang? <laughs> like if that doesn't exist, I'm not interested. Like what shows do we watch where that doesn't exist? I can't think of them, but you know what I mean? Like if that's not in it, I'm not in it. <laughs> Are you saying that the Pedro Pascal actually was attracted to what's her face? Who? The girl that plays Ellie? No. No, but I did love I I did love trying to figure out if the lady who died pretty early on was his partner or not. No, right. that doesn't count. That's like that's national disaster. I mean, that gets me no matter what. But the but the other stuff, like the diplomatic stuff, that right. you know, that kind of thing. Do you after I know you saw his outfit the other night, I think it's sanity. Do you want to <laughs> throw your theory out one more time about everyone's no. boyfriend? No, I feel like no, that was not elegant. It was not eloquent, and I'm not doing it. I'm not throwing my theory out. No, because I feel like when I said that, I was like, "Girl, that was messy." <laughs> but I felt like that outfit was terrible. That's what I would wear to the grocery store in the fall my boy shorts, and my coat over it. Like, I'm too lazy to put on real pants, but I acknowledge that it's cold outside, so let me put on a coat. Right. Uh, you, we hate award shows. I, I, You have to have, like, female DNA, I think, to like red carpet things. I do. But, I watch the whole Met Gala red carpet. God damn do I love the Met Gala. Um, I don't even do know. You? I don't even know what the, the gala is. I... Adore. First Monday of May. Every yeah, year. I I adore the because it's it, it's it's me. It's eccentric. It's weird. It's mm-hmm. outlandish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I like it. I mean, I like the fact that you had people dressed like cats. My timeline was filled with Haley Steinfeld things. And I as, really as close as I can remember is people were expecting her to be there and she wasn't. Like that unto itself was fascinating to follow and then there's a cockroach on loose i mean it was, it, it's just so in, i love it for how weird it is why were they expecting Haley steinfeld to be there because i think she's been there in the past and she has and you're but, and she's just jaw dropping but normally the people that get invited to the met gala are people that have some sort of relevancy in that moment i mean anne hathaway was there But Anne Hathaway is like a legend. Haley's not quite at that level. So like if you're not a legend, you're invited because you're relevant. Like Robert Pattinson was there, but he was just Batman. You know, 
Yeah, right. No, I get what you're saying. I mean, you're, you're there to promote something. Kind of. But, um, yeah, I did love, I love the fashion. I love, I was just like, if, I'm never going to have a Met Gala moment. I'm like, I, I think it's so exciting. But I was like, what is, what would be my version of a Met Gala be? And you know, I live for, I've been like this forever. We, you know, when we just like today on the, sh on the pod, when we, when you said, hey, we've got a wedding party to go to, and then we're going to go to the fight. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to wear? Like, that's, that is who I am to my core. I my mom and I bond over that. Like, I'm like, mom, I've got a big job event to go to. Great. Let's go find you a dress, you know? So, and that is no matter what size I am, nowhere, no matter where I'm at with my self-esteem, it's bitch, what are you going to wear? And I don't know. And so I'm like, when is my Met Gala moment? I guess my wedding. That's why I posted our your wedding picture. That was great. Yeah, I guess um, my wedding. You you can always fall back and wear uh, an outfit made of tinfoil like Lil Nas X did. Oh my god! No, and please, my coworker, and this is completely like not relevant. My coworker was showing me a picture. It was hat day at her kid's school, and she made she, so he was a Hershey kiss. So he had a tin hat that looked like it was in the shape of a Hershey kiss, but he looked like Joaquin Phoenix from Signs. Right when they were on the couch. <laughs> And Tim I was like, why would you do that to your poor kid? Right. It was so funny. It hey, was maybe so you should funny. have attached a black helicopter to that uh, <laughs> to, for him to look up at. Anyway, so um, I'll report back when I find something to wear to this event in July. Okay. My wedding was my Met Gala. My dress was see-through, for goodness sake. No, I mean, it was your wedding. The, the Met Gala is on another planet. Okay, but who wears a sheer dress to their wedding? Uh -huh. People getting married these days? No, not that sheer. It was edgy, and don't take that from me. Okay. Um, all right. Good podcast. Nice to have you back. Very well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.